0: Welcome to episode 154 of the Various Asundry podcast. I am your host, Matt Harmon, joined live from the vault studio from the beautiful campus of Grace College Theological Seminary by my good friend, my colleague, my co-host, and the man who is planning a move, mm-hmm. John Scott Sloat. Doc, what's happening today? Well, first, we I, I just want to note how cold it is in the studio today. Yep. It's... A
1: combination of things. When <laughs> students leave campus, the heat somehow gets turned down.
0: Yes. Every single time. Yes. And uh, it's cold outside. It is. It is. Yes. So um, – but as I mentioned in my open, you are on the cusp of planning a move.
1: Yeah, yeah. Andrew and I uh, came to an agreement pending inspection with uh, on, on a house in uh, Fort Wayne. Okay. So – we're planning to be up there uh, somewhat into the new year. Okay. All right. Well, that's a big deal. Yep. Yep. Feels feels big. <laughs> Anytime you start thinking about 30 years of payments, yeah. what,
0: a, what am I doing? You know, yeah. But I already had one of those deals. Right. You know. Yeah. So you're just pushing the clock back. Three I years. Mean, yeah. You, you've you paid on the current house three years, so
1: mm-hmm. you just got gonna... to- Had some extra payments in there as well.
0: Yeah. Got some equity now, so yeah.
1: Yep. And so just what's nice is when you go from one house to the next house, you just kind of bring that equity with you Yeah, and put it into the next house. And you're like, oh, this is more affordable than I thought. Yeah. Equity is a beautiful thing. It's weird. It's weird. Money and wealth. Yeah. Odd things. It is.
0: It is. Good, cap, good cap, things. Yeah. Good, good uh, ab- things when absolutely. they work in your favor. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Capitalism at play. <laughs> That's right. John Scott Sloat, capitalist at heart.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's right. <laughs> I mean, Christian at heart. Let's be let's be clear. Okay. You know, Christ follower.
0: A, a Christian capitalist, not a capitalist Christian. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, yes, <laughs> Christian foremost. But I,
0: uh, yeah, capitalist. Sure, I'll take that. Okay. All right. I'm pro capitalist. Good, good. So am I. Uh, If you would like to reach out and uh, discuss more about uh, John Scott Sloat's capitalist uh, preferences, you can find us on Twitter at VNSPod. Email the show, uh, variousandsundrypodcast at gmail.com. We are on Facebook. We are on YouTube. And as always, we would appreciate a five-star rating and a friendly review. Yep, always, always. And tell a friend. Yeah, tell a friend. Have some some human connection. I mean, you're going to be around more people around the holidays here. Oh, yeah. Casual conversation, mention it. Hey, you might be interested in this podcast that I listen to regularly.
1: Yeah. When things get awkward at Christmas dinner, just put us on the Bluetooth speaker and jam up the volume. Absolutely. Absolutely. A little VNS pod to bring the peace. (laughs)
0: Yes. That's what we do. We bring people together. That's right. That's right. Yes. All right. Let's talk some sports, John. Okay. Um, uh, the only college football note is that the Heisman Trophy was awarded this past weekend to uh, USC quarterback Caleb Williams, which was not really much of a surprise. Yeah. he has He's had it locked up for a little bit, hasn't he? Uh, not about locked up, but he, I would say the last few weeks of the season, he was the front runner. That's probably right. Um, C.J. Stroud of Ohio State finished third. So that was his second year as a finalist. Uh let's talk let's talk Jets, NFL football. Let's talk your J E T S Jets, Jets, Jets.
1: Yep. Lost for the second week in a row. Yes. Uh to a very good team. Yeah. So we played two very good teams and we played them, I think, very tough. Mm-hmm. Uh so you know, not we we had the ball with a with a chance to win the game and we, we weren't able to pull it out. But yeah. uh yeah, I'm I'm encouraged coming out of those two games that that we played
0: very, very tough. And do you think that Mike White is the answer at quarterback moving forward? I. Yes. Okay.
1: I I think so. I I mean he's he's one and two. Now the two is against Buffalo and Minnesota. Yeah, two very good teams. Two sure. very good teams that he played very tough. Yeah. Uh, so I I want to see him in there the rest of the season. The coaching mm-hmm. staff won't commit to that. Now I don't know if you saw some of the hits he took on oh, Sunday. Oh, he was getting blasted! But uh, it's amazing he did not just break in half. <laughs> also, there's a lot of complaints that the Jets aren't getting the roughing the passer calls. That I think those were legal hits against Mike White. The ones I, I saw tell. looked legal. Yeah, but the ones I saw in other games also looked legal that were considered roughing the passer.
0: Yeah, it's roughing the passer in the NFL is almost not quite. Almost as bad as targeting in college football. Mm -hmm. It's so inconsistently enforced and interpreted, and it's one of those things where it—you look at a hit and you're like, "I don't know." By the rule, is that roughing? I guess maybe technically by the strictest letter of the law, but you know. You see some of these where a defensive lineman comes in and tries to like knock the pass down and then his hand on his way down like brushes the helmet of the quarterback and it's like, oh, there's roughing the passer. Really? (laughs) Um, By the
1: way, uh, Garrett Wilson, I don't know if you saw this tweet like an hour ago, but he tweeted out uh, there was somebody complaining that the Jets receivers were getting lit up and hit. And Garrett Wilson chimed in and goes, yeah, I haven't gotten a call all year. And I asked one ref, why not? And he goes, this isn't Ohio State anymore.
0: Okay, I felt snarky. I don't like my referees snarky. No. I like them strong and silent. And and I would simply say uh, Ohio State wide receivers don't tend to get calls anyway. So (laughs) (laughs) let's let's have an accurate perception of what's going on there. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, they seem to have found a running back.
1: Bam Knight. Don't Bam. You, don't you love that name? It's a great name. They just need to keep giving him the ball. He only had 17 carries on Sunday. I would like to see him 25, I think. Okay. Carries. I'd like to see a few more carries. Um, I think they throw the ball to Braxton Berrios way too much. Um, that's like their fourth option. Yeah. like And he, he got targeted like six times. He needs to be targeted like twice a game. He's a punt returner at the end of the day. Right.
0: Yeah, you need to be getting the ball to uh Wilson and uh Elijah, what's his last name? Moore. Moore. Elijah Moore.
1: Agreed. Denzel Mims as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's a huge guy. Yeah. Tacklers bounce off him. So yeah, we just need more of that.
0: Okay. Yeah, so who do they have next?
1: Uh we got the Lions and the Jaguars.
0: Uh both games that you should be favored at Against the Lions only by point and a half at home. The Lions are one of those sneaky teams that feels like they're in every game. Yeah. And they beat – they did beat the Vikings this past weekend. Did they? Mm-hmm. So hmm. – and they did get uh, Jameson Williams on the field finally, their uh, first-round wide receiver pick who tore his ACL in the national championship game mm. last year. Um, and on his first NFL catch, it was a like 45-yard touchdown pass. Wow. So okay. it was kind of like he was back at Alabama running wide open in open spaces and and not like he's he's very good, don't get me wrong he's really really good yeah, but he's not this like precise route runner where you're like, oh man, he's got the technical skills, he's just crazy fast, and so he ends up getting a lot of catches utilizing his speed but um yeah. Well, he's a good addition for the uh, for the Lions. The Vikings have one of the
1: worst passing defenses in the league. Yeah. Well, we'll see how he does against you know one of the top three or four passing defenses in the league. Yeah. And we'll see how Jared Goff does with you know twelve defensive linemen coming at him. Yeah. Looking to bring him to the ground. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. We'll see how that goes. Okay. And then hopefully we can do the same to, uh, to Trevor Lawrence. Yeah.
0: Um. Did anybody see the Eagles going 12-1 and 1 to start the year?
1: I don't think so. But I, I don't think anybody saw Jalen Hurts playing as well as he has. Yeah. Right? Uh, I mean if we went, oh, Jalen Hurts going to have an MVP-level season, I think you'd go, oh, is he? Well, you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe the Eagles are pretty good. Yeah. They're not that far removed from a Super Bowl. Yeah. It's... I shudder to think what happens to the
0: Eastern Seaboard if they win another, uh, another Super Bowl. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah, um, Philly fans are a little unhinged. Yeah, I I would like to remove the word little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, anything else in the NFL that caught your attention this weekend? Uh, Baker Mayfield came into the Rams game to win. Yeah. Weird. Yep. Good for Baker? I guess. I was never a big Baker fan, so. Well, you know, he – but
1: – you know, it's always when you can come in on Tuesday and play on Thursday and win yeah. the game. Yeah. That's impressive. It is. It is. Probably
0: tells me he's not a great preparer, but probably <laughs> a pretty good reactor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great in backyard football. Mm-hmm. He'd be the guy you'd want on your team in a backyard football game. Yep. Uh, let's see. World Cup. We're down to the semis now. Did you see any of the quarterfinal matches?
1: Nope, not a one. Um United States is out of it.
0: Yeah, I've, I've sort of the England out. against France matchup was good. Very good. Um That's heartbreaking for England. It was well, and the way that it happened too was they got down one nothing, um and then uh managed to get a penalty in the box. Harry Kane, their best player, takes it, scores. France goes up 2-1, and then there's like in the like the 83rd minute, England gets another penalty in the box. Harry Kane has a penalty, misses it, skies it. Puts it over the goal. Puts it over the oh goal. Oh my Harry yeah. Kane. Harry Kane. <sighs> so I felt bad for my uh my uh my my British friend Ben. Ben in the UK, Nottingham Yes, uh, Ben uh, and I were texting a bit during the game, and I felt oh, bad because I was my feed was a little ahead of his, so uh, I I spoiled I spoiled the second French goal mm, for him.
1: So that's that's gotta be heartbreaking to Yeah, he was watching it.
0: He was watching it at his vicar's house. Of course, which, as as one does. Yeah, I mean, um, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: yeah, I mean, good thing there's no rivalry between France and England ever. Yeah, you yeah. know, they've never fought wars or no. anything like that. No. And they just no. always, it's a big love fest between the French and the English. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Always, always get along so well. Yep. So, so yeah, the semifinals are set. You have uh, France playing against Morocco, the Cinderella of the tournament. Yeah, I, from what I understand, it's the first African
1: country to get into uh, the, the semifinals. semifinals. That's correct. That's pretty exciting.
0: Yeah. So, France, Casablanca. Morocco, which I mean, if you know your geography, they're not that far apart. They're very close, yep. just across the. Uh, uh, what, is that still technically the Mediterranean? Where that where the where it meets? Well,
1: that'd be Spain. That's right across that little strait there, right? Is it? Yeah. So it'd be like it'd be across the Mediterranean yeah. a little bit. Yeah. You'd have to go a little a little northwest. That's right. Northeast, excuse me.
0: Yeah, northeast. Sorry, uh, other side of the world. Yes, or at uh, least a quarter of it. <clears throat> so uh France against Morocco and then Croatia against Argentina. Yeah, it feels like there's Croatia a bit bit of a Cinderella right? a little bit, not not to the same level as Morocco, but uh yeah, the Balkans. Right?
1: Croatia's in the Balkans, right? Is that is that I think so. Yeah, if I, if I understand Eastern European geography, that's where Croatia is. Which is an is. open question. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um and it's nowhere near Argentina. I can report that. We can definitely confidently <laughs> say that
0: it's nowhere near Argentina, yes. So, yeah, uh, looking, looking
1: – f- I mean looking forward to it. I'm not going to watch. I'll check the scores at the
0: end. Okay. Yeah. I think my frustration with – again, with soccer is always the – yeah, let's play. Okay, we play 90 minutes. No one's ahead. Now we play another 30 minutes. We're still tied. And now we do penalty kicks. Mm-hmm. The exciting moments, though, in soccer are really exciting. Yeah, punctuated by long stretches of opportunity to go to the bathroom, (laughs) get a drink, whatever you need to do. It is good background noise, especially here's the thing, especially if you have um, the ability to pause and then rewind live Mm -hmm. TV. Throw that thing on in the background. You miss a goal. Oh, well. Flip it back 15 seconds. There it is. Okay, I saw it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, have you have you started to paying any attention to basketball yet, NBA or college? I know the Knicks are five hundred.
1: That's I, okay. I, I look at scores. That's about it. All right. I know they're talking Knicks trades already. So that can't be good. Probably not. Probably not. Ob Toppins out. Oh, injured. That's tough. That's that's tough. about all I got for you. <laughs> I did I did get a new piece in my office. I've had it for a while, but I. Uh, I just brought to my office an autographed Allen Houston picture. Okay. That's now in my office.
0: How did you get that? I don't remember.
1: <laughs> Uh-oh, sorry. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, I can't remember if I won it at a – you know, I went, to a, I went to one charity golf event when I was in high school. Okay. I don't know how I did this, but I went – it was me and the buddies on the golf team mm-hmm. went and played a charity golf tournament. And they had a silent auction. I saw the Allen Houston thing and I saw no bids. And it was early in the day. And I was like, I'll throw down 10 bucks. I threw down 10 bucks. I, yes, I think this is coming back to me. And I won it
0: <laughs>
1: for $10. Because nobody, this was in Georgia, nobody wanted this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How did they end up with that?
1: I have no idea. <laughs> I couldn't even tell you what it, the charity was for. I just knew I was going to play golf. Oh, gosh.
0: Okay. Playing a scramble. There you go. All right. We ready to move on, John? Sure. So our main topic for today in light of the uh, Christmas season is we're going to talk Christmas movies. Yes. Christmas movies. Now, are you a big Christmas movie guy?
1: Um, I wouldn't say so. I don't think I've seen many of them. Okay. Okay. But it, but I do have some that I continually come back to, okay. and that's that's you took one of them, so I've removed it from my list. I'll oh, let you try I? to figure out what which one that was. Okay, uh, and I inserted another one that I enjoy. So keep it. So we have five totally different lists. All right, of Christmas lists. Yeah, of Christmas movies.
0: Yeah. Um, what about Andrea? Is she big into the Christmas movie thing or not? She likes Christmas movies. Uh, we were talking about this yesterday,
1: and I think she would have Elf on here. I do not have Elf. Neither do I. She likes – she really likes that movie. Um, what's funny is she'll watch movies on her day off. Like when she's home alone and I'm at work, she'll just pop on a Christmas movie, do something else and right. and work. It. Okay. So, yes, she's a bigger
0: Christmas movie person than I am. All right. I am not a huge Christmas movie person. Um, that doesn't make me a Grinch, but uh don't tend to be a huge Christmas movie person. Um. But there are some good Christmas movies. We could talk about those. Uh, side note, what about Hallmark movies around Christmas time? I know you're not into those. No. Is Andrea into those at all? Um, do you have to have the Har- Hallmark Channel to get those? Maybe. I don't know. So
1: we don't have cable, so that, that hasn't become an issue. But okay. the generic sort of big-time chick flick Christmas movie yeah. – Maybe we've watched one
0: since we've been married. Okay.
1: That's been it. So no, no, I wouldn't say so. Yeah. I imagine you guys aren't. No, we're not. Okay. I don't
0: think so. No. They're they're eminently mockable for the most part. Well, that sounds like a good time. Utterly predictable. (laughs) So anyway, okay. So part of this was prompted by the fact that um, we are doing a sort of Christmas movie marathon in our home. Oh because of uh Jake's girlfriend Autumn mm. is uh staying with us this week and so um she is much more into the Christmas movie Christmas so thing. has she curated a list for uh, you Well we've all contributed Okay so it's sort of a group project in terms of con- uh, of coming up with the list And what movie are you watching tonight So tonight we're watching Claus Is that a, like a
1: horror slasher Christmas movie? Not like that I'm aware Claws, of. Like C-L-A-W-S? I believe
0: it's K-L-A-U-S.
1: Okay. Is it German?
0: Uh, not that I'm aware of. Okay. It's apparently, uh, it's on Netflix and comes pretty highly uh, acclaimed. In fact, uh, we'll probably get into this a little bit, but you, you found a list of the 100 best Christmas movies, which has some very interesting choices on it. But it put Claws as number five all time. And it's been out since twenty nineteen. That feels like a stretch. That feels like it might be a bit a bit early. A bit early for that. So that that's that's what we're gonna watch tonight. So we'll see how that uh see how that is. But all right, let's start with uh we'll go back and forth here. What's your uh I didn't necessarily list mine in the order. No, neither did so, I. So uh yeah. this isn't necessarily like your favorite or what you think is the best, but uh, we do have a list, each of us, of five. So hit, hit me with your first one here. Uh,
1: so the probably the movie that brings the most nostalgia to me mm-hmm. is The Grinch. Okay. Um, and I've listed, I mean, certainly the cartoon and the Jim Carrey version. Yeah. I haven't really seen the new one. There's a new un- animated one. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah. it's on, I think it's on Netflix. Um, mm-hmm. But the cartoon one, my parents had a VHS with The Grinch, Charlie Brown's Christmas, Frosty the Snowman, and my dad would record it on TV and pause the recording during all the commercials.
0: You want to explain for some of our younger listeners what a VHS is? They may not know. It's
1: like a cassette tape, but with video. Yes. (laughs) Yes, there you S- go. See how I used like a term <laughs> they definitely wouldn't know? Right. <laughs> Super helpful. Yeah, yeah. An old, helpful. an old tape cassette. Yeah. This is what yeah. it was. Yeah. And so when you recorded it, if you were recording live TV, you would record it and you would get the commercials. My dad sat at the VCR and hit pause and cut out all the commercials from this.
0: That's some commitment.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, Pro- it was – I think it was early in the marriage. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Props to Scott Sloat. Yeah. Okay. Okay, yes. Um, Love the Grinch. I am familiar with the story. I'm trying to remember if I've actually seen any of the Grinch movies. I don't know that I have. Jim Carrey was really good. In yeah, it. I bet. Have you Have you seen that one? I, I mean, don't think so. I, I don't know that I have.
1: Um, one of the things I loved about the cartoon version mm-hmm. was I loved just like sort of, you know, like a, a Rube Goldberg machine where, yeah. you, where you put a marble here and it causes this other thing over here to happen mm-hmm. through like a series of 40 or 45 steps. Yeah. They basically had those in the Grinch where you had balls running through tunnels in different directions and all these things. <laughs> and I think as a child, I think I just looked at that and loved it. OK.
0: So that was part of that was. So Grinch has a lot of nostalgia for me. There you go. Uh the first one on my list is uh, "Christmas Vacation." National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh yeah, this was the one I took off my list. <laughs> now, side note: there's a little content in there. Yeah. So just a little warning. Yep. I would forgotten about some of the. Yep. Content in there because um, it's been a while since I've seen it, but um, yeah, I I, uh, I mean Chevy Chase is just funny. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the scene the, – the repeated efforts to light up the Christmas lights outside, um, just it, – it makes me laugh every time. Yeah. Yeah. So – That's a good one. It I, is. I, I, I did remove that one from my
1: list because I, I did have that one on my list. Yeah. But yeah. decided we shouldn't double dip and it right. would be more interesting. And
0: and the even just the family dynamics – You know, in that movie. Yeah, he talks about
1: stapling his head to the floor. Zach in Ohio is a big fan of this movie and quotes it all the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, and even the, you know, the kids and what's the, what's his, uh, is it his brother that shows up in the RV? Mm hmm. Um, Yes. I couldn't be more surprised if my,
1: if I woke up and my head was stapled to the floor, you know, you know, something like that. (laughs) I'm sure Zach is going to
0: correct me. Probably. Probably. Uh, what's your next one here, John? Uh, the Santa Claus. I've heard of it. I'm not familiar this with that. This is the... Tim Allen, yeah. Disney
1: 90s. Okay. Where uh, Tim Allen is sort of this uh, divorced parent and trying to co-parent with his ex-wife and has his kid for, I think, Christmas Eve. And uh, they go out. You know, You know, they go to bed. Mm-hmm. They go out. Santa has fallen off the roof and – Died on their front stoop, <laughs> and and then just sort of magically disappears. He puts on the suit, becomes Santa Claus, right. and he's like rebelling against this, uh, being Santa Claus, mm. and uh, eventually, I'll, I won't spoil it for you, but okay. um, is is Santa Claus? And they made two sequels after that, and they just came out with a series oh on Disney goodness. Plus. <laughs> I have not watched the series but okay. the first one's really good. We watched it again
0: recently okay. and it was awesome. Yeah. All right. So, uh the second one on my list is uh, Home Alone. Very good. Classic movie. Classic. Classic. Um again, I love the family dynamics in that one as well. Um but uh yeah, it, it is funny to see um you know Macaulay Culkin mhm like to remember this is why he became a big deal oh yeah because now he's basically made a train wreck of his life oh yeah and so you know, it can be easy to forget like wow he was he was a really good cute you know little kid oh yeah and did a good job with that movie and i remember that movie having like ads
1: throughout it like i think they had like brute cologne or something like that and they it's clearly framed in the yeah. shot he's yeah.
0: putting it on and yeah Strategic product placement. Oh yeah. Yes, for sure. Um, yeah, and even just his uh you know the whole out trying to outsmart Joe Pesci is in there mm-hmm. trying to outsmart the 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 thieves and um
1: as a as a child that was obsessed with Rube Goldberg sorts of things. <laughs> that movie was awesome.
0: Yes. Yeah. And even just the uh you know the neighbor that he's introduced early in the in the in the movie is you know he got away with killing his family and you know stuff you know burying them in the backyard or something like that and so he's this kind of scary figure and of course he's not really that way it has a warm-hearted conversation with Kevin in a church mm. so yeah um yeah uh that to me is one of the best Christmas movies, Home Alone. I enjoy Home Alone. It's on Disney Plus right now. It is. Um,
1: all right, we ready for my number three? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, A Christmas Carol. Yep, the nineteen eighty four version, starring George C. Scott. All right. I have to be that explicit because there's so <laughs> many versions right. of that movie. Yes, it feels like one comes out every year. Yeah. Uh, have you ever read
0: the book, A Christmas Carol? I probably have. I don't remember.
1: But I um, probably have. I I think I'm going to peruse it this this Christmas. So I okay. think I'm going to going to at least audio book it, hmm. um, through just just to give it a good read because never I've never done it, uh. But my family always watched A Christmas Carol, 1984, with George C. Scott, mm-hmm. uh, every just about every year. Yeah, we've watched that. Okay, and I've tried to find updated ones. There's not really a good one out there. George C. Scott is just really. Magnificent as an actor,
0: yeah, he is. He is. By the way, going back to Christmas Vacation, one thing I I meant to mention and forgot. I didn't remember that the neighbor next door there's a there. Oh yeah, yeah. It's Elaine from Seinfeld. Yep, it's Elaine from Seinfeld. I forgot. I, I I don't think I'd ever put that together. It's been mm-hmm. so long since I'd seen it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so it's funny to see some of these. And I think is it, um, and the mom from Everybody Loves Raymond is. One of the so. family members yeah. in that as well. Okay. My third one, this is controversial to some. I'm okay with it. I am too. Die Hard.
1: Yeah. It takes place
0: at a Christmas party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. But, I think it's a Christmas movie.
1: I, I think so too. I mean, it's a different genre of Christmas movie, sure. right? It's definitely got a slash Christmas uh, <laughs> feel to it. But. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's- you can make the case that this is Bruce Willis's like defining iconic oh yeah role. Oh yeah. Like this is what he became known for and everything else after that is just some variation off of
1: that. Uh we should mention content content plays a role in Major Doc
0: content art. warning in terms Boy, of Like what is it with your movies and content? <laughs> language. My goodness. Language. Uh, beyond salty language to just flat out language. Yep. Yep. Not one for the kids. Yep. We
1: can't say stuff without putting E's next to the the podcast.
0: Yes. We were talking about this at Life Group last night. And my wife has not seen Die Hard in a long time. She forgot about Yippee Kaye. Well, and I was trying to say, (laughs) and I was trying to, I was like, there's a lot of language. Like, I'm warning her, like, if we watch this, there's a lot of language and not just like salty language, but like F-bombs, okay? Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, what's that? Isn't the famous line yippee ki Like, yes, Followed but there's by. two more words <laughs> after that that are certainly not safe to repeat on the air. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, I didn't remember that. Yeah, that's kind of an important part of the- <laughs> You may have seen it on cable. <laughs> yes, exactly. You may have seen a very sanitized version mm-hmm. of it. So, yes, um, Die Hard is a Christmas movie, and it did make my list. Next, for you. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, have you ever seen this movie? I have
1: not. Okay, so this is a Tim Burton. I've heard of it, yeah. Okay, yeah, so so he did, like, uh, the, the 90s Batman movies, Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did this, and it's Claymation, um, and it's about um, this world where these different holidays have these different figures that descend on our world to enact that holiday, hmm. and so this main character Jack is part of Halloween, and so he descends on our world to, to like enact Halloween, scare people, to do things like yeah. that, and he's so bored with it after doing it for like a hundred years, he's like, I need to discover something else. He discovers Christmas Town, and eventually tries to act out, try, tries to produce. Christmas, uh, but of course they do it with like bugs and guts and all these things I mean, it just yeah. goes horribly wrong. <laughs> okay, it's a great uh, it's a great illustration of you were created for certain things. Don't do things you weren't created
0: for. <laughs> okay, that that's the philosophical uh, oh, lesson that comes out. Oh yeah. Okay, absolutely. I see. I do like that movie. All right, I'm gonna go with a classic. Uh, my last two are both classics. I would say, uh, "It's a Wonderful Life." Jimmy Stewart. Yep. I, I forget what year. I mean, it's black and white. I mean, if that tells you anything. So yeah. Um, classic movie. Classic movie. Um, yeah, it, it's just one of those things where it 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 gives you um a sense of here's a guy who thinks his his life is worthless and hasn't had any impact, and then. Is brought to realize, uh, actually, that's not true. Hmm. So, classic. It's a wonderful life.
1: Uh, my fifth and final one, um, and I did this, I put this on here because of the influence of my mother uh, wanting this, uh, this movie shown in our house, I think every yeah. Christmas Charlie Brown's Christmas, huh. where they, yeah. they give um, the gospel presentation. What is Christmas really about? Well, yeah. it's about Jesus.
0: Yeah, and they, I think they read Luke 2. At the end, don't yes. they? yes, yes, they do. But like they actually just read the scripture account. Yeah. And up until two or three years ago, it was on CBS every year. I think I saw something that this year was the last year that they, it was on network television. This year, but they announced this was going to be the last year. Oh, so I heard. I thought Apple owned it. Now, I again, I only saw it. On, I okay. saw it on a social media outlet, so I, I could be mistaken. But um, yeah, that's a classic for sure, for sure.
1: And it's great. It's thirty minutes. Yeah. Easily digestible. Yes.
0: Uh, My last one, which is what we watched last night, A Christmas Story.
1: You'll shoot your eye
0: out, kid. That's (laughs) right. Yes. Good old Ralphie. Fudge. Yeah. Except for I didn't say fudge. (laughs) Yeah. I I think I know more content. Yeah. More content. Right. Um, But uh, one of the things that that um, that makes me laugh in that movie is um, you know he's getting he's getting bullied by the kid and finally he just snaps and just starts absolutely beating the snot out of the bully <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure why that makes me laugh so hard but yeah just I
1: always appreciate the inner dialogue he has um, where yeah. it's like I triple dog dare you
0: ooh that was a slight breach of etiquette <laughs> yeah <laughs> Skipping over the triple dare to the triple dog dare. Yeah, my wife's a big fan of the voiceover. I am too. The leg lamp. The leg lamp is classic, yeah. It arrives in that big crate that's the size of a refrigerator. Fragile. Yeah, I think that's fragile. Yeah, (laughs) it must be Italian. (laughs) Yes. So, uh, yep, those were, uh, we each came up with five Christmas movies. Um, others could have been listed for sure, but, um, and I'm curious to see how Claws. Yeah. Is it number five
1: overall? First of all, I don't think, did we recognize, maybe number four, we recognize, maybe let's,
0: you want to tick off the top five there? Yeah, let's do it. So on this list, uh, number one, and again, this article is entitled the 100 best Christmas movies of all time. Number one was Meet Me in St. Louis from 1944. I've never seen that. Never heard of it. Okay. Next. Number two, The Shop Around the Corner from 1940. Wrong Direction. Needs to be more recent. (laughs) Never heard of it. Nope. Number three, Miracle on 34th Street, 1947. I have heard of this one.
1: Not the 1947 version, though. (laughs) Okay.
0: Uh, Number four. Tangerine from 2015.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm reading the synopsis of this, and I don't see the word Christmas.
0: Yeah, well, he, he, here's what you need to know about the synopsis. This tells you everything you need to know about the angle. After hearing that her boyfriend slash pimp cheated on her while she was in jail, a transgender – Coitus worker (laughs) and her best friend. And then from there, like, okay, that's all you needed to know. There's a little bit of a political agenda there. Okay, number five.
1: Also, by the way, uh, Shop Around the Corner. Yeah. Starring
0: James Stewart. Oh, there you go. Number five, Clause, which we mentioned. We did. 2019. That feels very recent to get to number five. Uh, Notice number six there. The bear Before Christmas. There 93. you go. Yep. Little Women. It's not,
1: I don't that's know. That's not a Christmas that movie. That doesn't feel Christmassy. Number eight. That is a Christmas movie. It's Die Hard. Die Hard. Yeah. Number nine I've never heard of. Carol. No, I've never heard of that either. Number 10. Uh, it's A Wonderful Life. Yeah. yeah I think classic. that's about as far as
0: we need to go. Yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. So. All right. Well, there are some recommendations for holiday viewing that you can uh, that you can enjoy during this fine Christmas season. Are we ready to move on, John? I think so. Time now for this day in sports history. Okay, December 13th,
1: 2022,
0: 1936.
1: Speaking of an era where I know none of the Christmas movies from. Yeah. The National Football League Championship at the Polo Grounds in New York City. Mm -hmm. Green Bay Packers beat the Boston Redskins. That's right. Twenty-one to six. Packers' fourth title. Redskins moved to Washington D.C. for the thirty-seven season. Beat them so bad they left town. My goodness. I wish they were in Boston right now. <laughs> to tell you the truth. Uh, Nineteen fifty-six. Dodgers trade Jackie Robinson to the Giants for pitcher Dick Littlefield and thirty-five thousand dollars. Robinson Robinson will retire rather than be
0: traded. <laughs> Apparently did not want to go to the Giants.
1: That's interesting because he's
0: from he's from that area. Is he? Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, oh well. From well, but were they in San Francisco at that point, or were they still in New York? The Giants. Fifty six. They might have been in New York still. Yeah, he's That's a California a, kid.
1: Yeah, he's from L.A., San Francisco. I mean, somewhere, somewhere in that state.
0: Nineteen
1: eighty three. 9,655, see the highest-scoring NBA game Detroit, scores 186, Denver, 184, triple overtime.
0: I feel like that's a record that's ripe to be broken in today's NBA. Oh, yeah. Given the amount of scoring there is, it feels to me like that's that's one that I wouldn't be surprised to see get broken. Yep,
1: I, I agree. Um also, there's there was less than ten thousand in attendance. Yeah, that's not that's pretty
0: uncommon, obviously today.
1: Yeah. Uh, Nineteen ninety nine, the sixty fifth Heisman Trophy award goes to Wisconsin running back Ron Dane. Yes, I don't know much about Ron. He was a big dude. Did he have kind much of, of an a,
0: NFL career? Eh, I think he played for the Giants. Did he? Yep.
1: I do not remember him. Um, Two thousand seven. The Mitchell Report is publicly released listing the names of 89 Major League Baseball players that have presumably used anabolic anabolic steroids and human growth hormones. Notable players include Roger Clemens
0: and Miguel Tejata. Nicely done. Roger Clemens still can't get into the hall. Well, and – Part of what makes this list so challenging is the fact that like it's not beca- do they, they that wasn't based on testing was it was it based on testing or was it based on sort of I don't believe it was informing on... like yeah. hey I saw you know Roger inject himself with roids kind of stuff yeah I mean yeah anabolic anabolic that's the worst kind of steroids yeah so you got a preference out of that
1: list? Oh, my goodness. Um, I kind of like the 1936 uh, NFL championship. Okay. At
0: the Polo Grounds. You want to go Packers over the Boston Redskins?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean the Polo Grounds were a famous baseball stadium. Right. Where the bullpens, if memory serves, were just on the track in the outfield in fair territory.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that seems like an unwise placement it was it was an option apparently okay
1: so you want to go with that i mean i mean i could go with others but yeah that one that one seems to be
0: an interesting one okay because of the boston redskins all right i would go with that or the highest scoring game in nba history up to you um yeah let's go with that i'm going to overrule you They're all right with that. I'm fine with it. We're going to go with the highest scoring game in NBA history. That less than 10,000 people saw. That's right.
1: That's right. One thing you liked? Uh, Andrew and I got an offer accepted on a house. We already mentioned that very early in the pod. But, yeah, that feels momentous. Mm -hmm. Now, let's hope we keep liking it um, for for 30 years,
0: you know. (laughs) I'm willing to put a sizable amount of money down right now, you will not stay in that house 30 years.
1: Okay. Yeah, I, I'd probably- Not that I have
0: a sizable amount of money yeah. to put down on this. What but... about 20 years? 15 years. So we're setting an over-under on you in that house. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to go- 10 years. I'm going to go- Two years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to set the over-under at eight. Eight. Yeah, I, I, I don't gamble, Matt. I'm sorry. <laughs> See, you come from a family that moved like every three to four years. Uh-huh. And so I feel like there's that sort of I don't know if there's anything genetic in that, but environmentally wise. Yeah, the the nurture. Aspect. Yeah, the the mm-hmm. the the itch to move. Even within the same city. Yep. So, OK, well, we'll put it down on the podcast eight, over eight under years. eight years, eight years. And when we're still doing we'll this see. podcast in eight years, I guess we'll have to revisit that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Who, know, who knows what podcast <laughs> will be like in eight years? <laughs> uh, odds that we'll still be doing this podcast in eight years. That's a good question. I have
1: no clue. Yeah, I have no clue. I, there's a there's a scenario where I see it.
0: Where you and I sit down in front of a microphone every week for the next eight years, even though we've already completed – this is almost the end of year three. If we hit
1: the decade, if we, maybe we call it quits at a decade. Yeah, maybe. Maybe we have – every we, we send out invites. I don't know how we do this. To everybody who has listened <laughs> oh, and say, we've been doing this 10 years. Come pay for our uh, podcasting fees. There you go.
0: <laughs>
1: Come do something. Come see us.
0: Yeah. I'm sure Grace will put a big event on. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get gold watches or something. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. All right. My one thing I liked, uh, now last episode I mentioned that it was about to be senior night for Jake in his, uh, final basketball season here. Uh, and so this episode now happens after the fact. So Jake's basketball career, uh, competitive basketball career is over, but, uh, The one thing I liked is – so he had senior night on Monday night of last week and then he had one more game. It was a makeup game rescheduled for Wednesday. Mm. And um, we just had a remarkable number of friends from the community come Mm. out to watch Jake. People who um, just came out out of uh, appreciation for our family and for Jake and um, two of our pastors came. Yeah, I saw that. And they only found out about it because my wife was in a women's ministry meeting with their wives. Like late that afternoon, she mentioned it, and they just showed up. Oh, fun! And so it was a lot of fun. We had a uh, we made a big fat head for him, hmm. um, and so it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Very bittersweet, very emotional for the Harmon family. There were some tears, but uh, a great uh, a great experience and a fun memory that we will that we will never forget awesome we have talked NFL the Jets second straight loss we have talked a little World Cup we have talked favorite Christmas movies including some with content warnings
1: Uh, yours mostly had content warnings
0: okay but one of mine was one you had on your list that you then took off because it was on my list yes okay but it was not on my list because mine was there first. Yes, but <laughs> but your movies had content warnings. Okay. Uh, we talked about the highest scoring game in NBA history. We talked about uh, getting an offer accepted on a house. We also set odds on how long John Sloat would remain in that house. We set odds on how long the podcast would go in terms of years. And we talked about uh, great support from friends in the community. So I think, by definition, we have covered our various and sundry topics. And so all that's left to say is, until next time, the Lord bless y'all real good. Later.